0: What's up everybody and welcome in to another special edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, I'm Jonathan Hood. Don't forget to follow along on Instagram and Twitter at WrestlingTWT. Don't forget the YouTube page as well, YouTube.com. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Always content that you might have missed. Long-form interviews. There will be some some new things that will be put up there uh, for you, the wrestling fan, on YouTube.com. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Appreciate your support, TWT Tribe. We've had a really good 2019. We'll have more for you in 2020 because now this show is twice a week. As I'll be teamed with Josh Lopez from ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. Go to his website, too, by the way. Because if you missed a show, you can always catch up by checking out ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. It does a really great job of being able to tell you exactly what happened in a lot of these shows. There's, Hey, listen, I have a busy schedule. For those that know me from listening to me on ESPN 1000 in Chicago or SiriusXM doing shows or broadcasting for the UIC Flames and Windy City Bulls, i got a lot of stuff on. But I always go to Josh's website and check out what's going on uh, around wrestling that I missed. Can't watch everything. Try to, but can't watch everything. So check him out, ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. I appreciate your support uh, on this podcast. Tell somebody. I always say tell someone about our show because there are some wrestling fans that don't even know that, I'm providing a wrestling forum twice a week here on TWT, so I say tell someone, pass along that, hey, Chicago's got a really awesome wrestling podcast. It's this one, uh, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, and um, check out the archives. If you miss any of our previous episodes, check out some of the great guests that we've had over the last month plus, and actually all year, great content for you, the wrestling fan, and make sure... By the way, if there's something that you like, something that you don't like, make sure you respond. UTHpods at Outlook.com or hit me up on Twitter. Love to get your response to some of our commentary about the shows that we're watching as wrestling fans. All right, we're ready to take a look at the Wednesday Night Wars with AEW emanating from the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, in Garland, Texas. As well as NXT from Orlando, Florida at Full Sail University. Put Josh Lopez on the line, and I hope that you're having a great holiday. Let's hook up with Josh Lopez now and talk about what happened this past Wednesday. josh honey goddamn pal we'll do it live we'll do it live <laughs> yes <laughs> yes every time yes we're always doing it live yes how are you sir
1: i'm doing really good uh keeping the ring on the road trying to you know these days feel like a blur like sometimes i forget it's already the weekend or before you know wrestle kingdom will be uh <laughs> next week you know it's it's a very quick time in our line of work not only just wrestling related but just life and professionally but making the best of it and man we got a lot to talk
0: about this week yes we do sir um let us start off and talk about aw and nxt uh first you know i was thinking about it earlier there's nothing more um there's nothing more wrestling than the power of the promo There's one thing that I think a lot of wrestling fans, especially today's wrestling fans, are so concerned about the four- and five-star matches and whether or not they're entertained by them or not. But whether it's 1959, 69, 79, 89, 99, 2019, it does not matter. The thing that still matters and still resonates is the promo. And both shows really were able to show you... The importance of the promo on the AEW side, just Chris Jericho just talking to John Moxley, just to have MJF be able to cut that promo, the promo of his life against Cody Rhodes. Other side, seeing Finn Balor just being able to look you in the in the eye, and, and, and that really matters in the WWE, and it shows you the difference between the WWE and NXT in this regard. When you are seeing Finn Balor look you in the eye, when you see the promo of Shayna Baszler uh, and Rhea Ripley looking you in the eye, there's nothing that draws you in more than the promo to set up a match. And I think both shows really was able to illustrate that in a big way.
1: Oh, absolutely! Uh, let's look at Shayna and Rhea first. Like it felt like boxing or MMA type. Promos before their fights, you know, uh, that's the vibe I got from uh, Shayna and Rhea Ripley the other night. And you know, I thought from both shows, they just did a good job of not only building up the big championship match they have for next week, but also uh, setting things up for the beginning of twenty twenty. So um, yeah, the promos were really good. Uh, this week for both shows, uh, you know, looking back at AEW, I like the fact that it wasn't just Chris Jericho coming out to talk crap to John Moxley and just have the predictable beatdown. Like, there's some nuance to their backstory with each other. Yeah, they had their feud in WWE a couple years ago, but you, you talked about the behind-the-scenes aspects of him being a mentor to him and uh, teaching him how to be a main event star. So, at the end of the day, do you think he'll join the inner circle? Probably not, but there's room to leave it out there. And I thought uh, they did a good job that uh, this week on television for both shows.
0: Yeah, no physicality, but just a conversation. And you know, when when I look at the the beginning part of AEW when John Moxley took on Alex Reynolds. Uh, I did not know until I'm going to ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com or going trying to figure out who Alex Reynolds was because that was so WWE just to just push to the side, you know, who that wrestler is. Well, you know, it's Alex Reynolds. And so no matter if it's a two-second match or a 20-minute match, I should know both wrestlers in the ring. And Alex Reynolds got the quick DDT but really set up what I thought was a really good promo with Jericho and Moxley.
1: Well, pal... Uh, you're lucky that I do uh, watch AEW Dark because I wouldn't know who Frennels <laughs> <Trittles> was <laughs> if he wasn't on that
0: show. <laughs> I mean, you just uh, you know you just, how about an announcement? Uh, don't don't do like, oh, that's this guy doesn't matter, so you don't have to say his name. It's, his name matters, even yes, if it's a 10-second match. <laughs> yeah, even if it's ten seconds, it still matters. So that's interesting. Um, uh, as far as the as we go through AEW, the 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 butcher and the blade, you know, Josh i'll say this again if you have time and and it aew has time it's more than just a two hours of dynamite there is aew dark which i follow on pro wrestling so i've never seen an episode um but point is is that you have time through social media or dark to be able to uh, to explain who the butcher and the blade are you, you you have you just can't have these guys come in cold. It's it's not one of these things where, man, this is the Monday Night Wars, and you just gotta just throw guys on TV just to see what happens. You, there still has to be a build. After they attack Cody, you don't have to they, they immediately throw them on television the follow You don't have to do that. Right. Uh, but but it's just... It, maybe it's just the old school in me, but I still believe in the build. If these two that you don't know who they are come out of nowhere you still have to be able to explain a backstory. It's kinda like, let's throw the dark order on TV because everyone knows what the dark order is. Well no we don't. Now you're putting the cart before the horse. Now you're doing vignettes to explain what the dark order is when and, and when when you have to have the vignette first and then put them on T V. Now they're right. now they're now they're behind. <laughs> so it's the same thing with the Butcher and the Blade. like it's fine that they're on T V but we we don't know what they sound like. We don't know their backstory, where they came from And they just kind of appear on TV And it's like, well here we go And they're in in a major uh, Feud with Cody Rhodes Well that doesn't, that's not wrestling That's kind of like rushing them on TV But it's fine, but it just, it's interesting
1: No, I agree with you And that's one of the issues I had with last week's episode Where you have the really good Cody Rhodes promo But you don't get a follow up from MJF Until you look on Twitter an hour after the show goes off air. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, where you like, they are so fixated on having long TV matches where you could slip in that one minute promo that MGF had by himself and Wardlow that whatever room closet they're in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw that video or not. Yeah, but, I saw it. Uh, you couldn't put that in there coming out of a commercial break. And I think that's stuff they'll learn in time when they're still trying to figure out how to produce an actual TV show than just a wrestling show that has indie style to it. Um, yeah, they did the same thing with the Butcher, the Blade and the Bunny. Uh, they had a promo on Twitter uh, last week. I'm glad that they put it on AEW Dark.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um yeah, it's something that I think they'll hopefully
1: start implementing as the shows go by. But again, you can't... You, when, it doesn't matter what wrestling shows is, you can't expect your audience to suit to know what every characters are, what their backgrounds are. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a gauge of what casual fans are in 2019. Sometimes I can't even get a gauge of what actually wrestling fans are in 2019 because they can't figure out what they want at the end of the day. But for me personally as much as a wrestling fan I am and I cover all these shows and all these different companies, even then, I'm not fully into what's going on in the indies and all these other promotions. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you can't have your audience uh, start questioning and assuming things. Like, you gotta let the people know who these characters are and why we should care about them.
0: Yeah, so I mean and the follow up to that is with that MGF promo, which was good because that was that was a promo that explained that he bankrolled the butcher, the blade, and the bunny. Okay, cool. But but on television, here's how you do it. It's not even old school, it's just like common sense. It's like Okay, so MJF responds to Cody Rhodes promo. You can see it on AEW Dark next week, or whatever, or, what? or, or or whatever. But just tell people where to find it, <laughs> or if it, if social media is that important to you, MJF has a response. Hear it after our program goes off the air. It'll be on AEW.com dot whatever. You know, but just don't just throw it up there because that was very important to a uh, connection to the story. Like, who are these people? Oh, MJF brought them in. So that, that is important. Um, they'll, learn. <laughs> they'll learn. They'll learn. If, if, if this company's around in five years, um, they'll look back and say, boy, we didn't do that right. Or, boy, we could have done that better. And so right. the, as long as they can learn from their mistakes, it's, it's fine. Um, so, um, I'm, <laughs> you know, there's some um, questions about whether or not AEW should have a women's division. I think they should. You still got to build because women's wrestling is hot. You don't want be ROH and not have anything. You want to be able to have a women's division. Um, another situation where Big Swole is taking on Sakura. And Big Swole, I think, should have debuted. That was her debut in AEW, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't put this match on Dark, huh?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was on Dark. Yeah. Um... Dark matches that wasn't even tape Dark. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not an Emmy Sakura fan. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Uh, and it sucks for me to say that because the irony is out of, I'm a big Queen fan. I do like a lot of their music and I enjoy what Freddie Mercury has done for the music business and all that. But her gimmick is just bad.
0: Yeah. It's un, it's un, it's not good TV. <laughs> I, I I get it. She's a veteran and she has
1: some good wrestling moves here and there. She has soft matches. I say she's a bad wrestler, but nothing she does on AEW resonates with me. And it was nice to see Big soul get her uh, TV time. Uh, she's a young wrestler and she's going to get better as more reps she gets. And um, she uh, and she obviously got the victory. I just don't know where the women's division is going It's kind of like in lingo One second we're focused on Brandi Rhodes uh, One second away from having a wardrobe malfunction And her weird nightmare collective thing Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> We're still trying to figure out where Rio's at Rio's had the longest vacation uh, That has happened in wrestling In the last 5 to 10 years
0: Yeah I don't know where she's been And I'm, I'm totally fine with her not being on TV I just want the title off of her That's what I want uh, <laughs> but you know, if, if you're gonna keep going with Emmy Secure, if she's just gonna still be on the roster, then she's gotta be a heel. That's all. I, I don't. She's trying to do babyface stuff, at, like she's in Japan or whatever, and it's like she gets zero response because people don't get it. And again, that that goes back to what we're talking about. Explain what her fascination with Queen is. What, and, and then show her in Japan and how she got a response. And now maybe the fans would be like, oh, if she's over in Japan, then maybe sweet but it's not working <laughs> so right. she's got to be a heel that's what I think I think that's how it's got to work because it's not it's not great um, and I didn't like that match um, so Heyman, Page and Kenny Omega against Kip Sabian and Sean Spears um, I thought it was a very good match and uh, you can see that there's going to be something between Omega and, and Page but just based on the finish but I like all four of those wrestlers in i like just see more Kip Sabian if possible I had Two
1: issues with this really quick, But I do, I do agree with you I really enjoyed the matches Some really good stuff Especially how they uh, Pulled in uh, Tully Blanchard And <laughs> Joey Janelle To continue nephew Going out with Sean Spears I like that Um I think for me, the only issue I have with that match is because it looked very similar to the one I saw Omega and Sabian have the night before on uh, Dark. So I have a little different perspective looking into this match, even though it's a tag team match. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main issue I have with this whole scenario is that JR randomly mentioned that Heyman Page is taking a hiatus from the Elite. Um... <laughs> Uh, going back to what we mentioned a couple of minutes ago, like how many people do you actually think watch being the elite? I, I've watched it here and there, but I don't watch it religiously. How the hell are we supposed to know that he's taking a hiatus <laughs> and he's taking a <clears throat> mental break from the elite? That's
0: yes. That's odd. <laughs> and, 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 and what is the elite?
1: Exactly. They, just, they, haven't even, they haven't even mentioned that with any of the shows they've done. Yeah, you have tag matches, but nothing promo-wise about
0: the elite. It's so weird. Dude, I, I'm not trying to watch a rusty show to be inside. You have to, you have to continue to explain to me what right. what what is the elite? What is being the elite? Like, I know what it is. I know what it is. But you got to grow your audience so they cannot be on the outside. They got to be able to understand what's going on. So I. I mean, by the way, that was so surprised from JR to say that. Who fed him that line? Khan. <laughs>
1: Probably. <laughs> I don't know why Tony Khan's in the gorilla position, but that's another uh, conversation
0: for another time. Hey, it's his company, pal. Hey, just like Vince is in the, in the gorilla position. He's got to be there. The jittery Tony Khan's got to be there. Hey, Vince uh,
1: paid his dues before he got his
0: daddy spot. <laughs> oh, wow. Boy, I'm going to put that in a headline. Wow, his daddy spot. How about that? Um. So, um, I, I'm a big fan of Luchasaurus. I think there's money in Luchasaurus moving forward when he's a single. Um, Sammy Guevara. Um, <laughs> he's so funny. He he's not a, a comedy character, but he just makes me laugh when I see him out there because it's like he he just he's out there with his phone and just so ridiculous. I know he's got all the. He's got all of the ability in the world, but I look forward to seeing a different gear from Sammy Guevara at some point.
1: I just love how much uh, Chris Jericho is like, he is a Spanish God. He is the next Eddie Guerrero. (laughs) He is the next Shawn Michaels. Uh, His presentation is over the top right now, but it fits with what his role is in that group. So I I like Sammy Guevara. I like Luchasaurus. I I already mentioned my thoughts on Marco Stone. We don't need to repeat that. But uh, it was a a solid match. I I I enjoyed
0: that stuff. By the way, sidebar. Mm -hmm. So before that match took place, Jericho comes out with Sam, with Sammy with uh, Jack Jake Hager, right? Right. So Sammy Hagar, Jake Hagar, um, <laughs> and so it's Jim Ross, Jericho, and Hager. Jim Ross had an opportunity to do the broadcast he wanted to do with no <laughs> no Tony Schiavone there to his left, and no Excalibur, and that's what you got. Not good. How about that? I, I was really disappointed. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it, it was it was it was really. I don't want to use the word sad, but it, it it looked like he was lost out there, and that's not great.
1: Not only that match, but majority
0: of that show, especially the uh, Butcher and the Blade tag team match. I mean, Josh. You love Jim Ross You you say all the time that It's one of the reasons why that you got into the sport And that's what you Because you love his commentary Because it drew you in, right? Yes Man, look Some that are online believe that Jim and, and Tony Should do the commentary T- Tony is with it Tony, I, I say it every week but it's so true Tony says, doesn't say a lot But when he says something, it matters, man And Excalibur just goes all over the place and runs into a wall with his commentary. But it's just, people think that Jim is going to, if Jim was the lead play-by-play guy, that you'd get 1998 Jim, and that's just not it, man. I mean, he had an opportunity by himself as Jericho left and as Hager left, and he just keeps calling, uh, you know, Jungle Boy, Jungle Jack Perry, and just like, what are you, what? Yeah, that's another hill that he's not dying on. Well, goddamn, it's not only just Jungle Boy. <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> if, like if you want to put it, like, I, I get it, like, but but it's it's not Jungle Jack Perry. It's still Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Like, like you want to add his name to it, it's fine. I got no problem with it because right. and ultimately that guy's going to be champion and you want him to have that rub from his uh, father who passed away. I get that. But god almighty man you're in there i mean you're jim ross call what you see you it's an opportunity for him to actually do the play-by-play and there's there's moves that are taking place and it was bad like jericho welcomed the audience back did you notice that out of the commercial yeah (laughs) jericho the the aew he's not even a commentator (laughs)
1: It was
0: so natural, too. That's a problem. I mean, for people that don't understand the TV side, you you and I both know this. The the cue comes in from the truck. All right, guys, all right, JR, we're back. And JR just keeps talking, doesn't welcome the audience back. And Jericho's like, Oh, okay, guys, we're back here on AEW Dynamite, and we're seeing. Like, he's resetting. (laughs) It's Jim Ross. What the hell is that? As you're listening to us right here on Hood and
1: Lopez on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, I hope you guys know that yes, we are wrestling fans and what happens in the ring is what's most important at the end of the day. But for me and other wrestling fans, I think commentators play as much of a part of what's going on in the ring, whether it's promos or matches going on. If there's no flow from your commentators, how am I going to be entertained by your show? <laughs> Like I feel like Excalibur time is like Sonic the Hedgehog trying to like like I was mentioning last week trying to do what I do name all the moves and uh, go with that fast uh, face uh, sequence it's like Blitzkrieg commentary mixed with Jr uh, talk about his uh, dislikes of today's wrestling like we, we get podcast Jr we don't get Jim Ross Ooh. on commentary and then we get Tony Schiavone and I like. What Tony Schiavone's son on AEW. He spent, like you said, the bright spot on commentary. I would recommend that they bring in a guy like Matt Stryker that has experience and it's not as over-the-top to do concert, I'm just going to throw it out there. And I kind of miss the stuff he did on Lucha Underground. I'm not going to lie. I, I like Matt Striker's work, but there's changes that need, need to be made. And it sucks for me to say that because JR is the reason why I got to this stuff. And it's not good. And here's the issue. You got JR doing play-by-play by himself. And this is supposed to be a little, like, uh, mixed- Match here, you have a regular team match here on the side, right? But you're also building up this big main event next week for your final show of the year where Chris Jericho and Jungle Boy are the main event. And yeah, they brawled after the match, but what was accomplished
0: there? <laughs> oh man, that's tough. That's tough. And I, you know, and again, I still enjoy the show, it's just that that, that is. That's got to be rectified. And I really like the um, the Texas street fight um, with the Young yes. Bucks and Ortiz and Santana. They told a great story. I, You know, it's, it's what I expected from those two. And the build, by the way, Excalibur with TV time away from the broadcast, uh, putting over the Young Bucks because he's called all their matches or whatever the hell. But at least it, he was telling you that, hey, this is not some finesse tag team. They're going to fight Ortiz and Santana. And guess what? Right. It was a hell of a fight. And it, the build was gr- was good. And the match was good. Uh, you got to know the difference in the young bucks, though. You got to know the difference between the two. There's two young bucks. Know their names. That was a problem in that broadcast. God almighty. <laughs> uh, it
1: kind of harkens back to the match there with the Briscoes in Ring of Honor. There's a lot of finesse and flamboyance in the up bucks, but like Excalibur mentioned in the video package, they could get down and dirty in their hardcore matches. I mean, even let's look back to their matches they had with the Lucha Brothers. Uh, you know, they bring it, and it was a fun match to watch. Uh, I really, I don't want to forget to mention this because I, I did enjoy parts of the.
0: Rhodes-Jesse Rogers match with uh, the Butcher and the Blade. Way, way too inside there, but thank you very much. I, I, I couldn't get the image on my head. I couldn't resist. So QT, QT Marshall and Cody take on the Butcher and the Blade. Q, the, the, the whole angle with that is we're going to find the weakest guy on the roster. And QT Marshall and, and by the way, QT Marshall, it's, it's um, you know, he gave himself, he, he counted himself well. He played Amen. the role. He did. Uh, m- mouth wide open, couldn't believe he was pulling off moves. That's what you want, and what you consider an enhancement wrestler. You know, right. so that that worked out well. And we come to find out that AEW is coming back to Chicago. A show in Chicago at the Wintrust Arena for AEW Revolution, a pay per view taking place on Saturday, February 29th uh, at the Wintrust. Will you be going? Yes, I will. Wow, it's going to be my
1: first AEW show I'm attending.
0: Wow, Vince is going to let you go, huh? Um, uh, well, you know. Yeah, okay. Wow, okay. Well, that. you know what? It's good to have wrestling back in Chicago again.
1: Uh, absolutely, and I'm glad it's actually in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, it's it's interesting. Like, you, I'm i glad that they're having the show at the Winchester Arena. I haven't been there yet, but I heard it's a nice venue and um, get a nice vibe during during the Paul game, especially the fact that they're playing good this year. Um, I'm I'm excited for this. Actually, they're going to be taking part of the C2E2 event that weekend as well. Uh, I'm 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 definitely going to go to this one. I, I wanted to go to All In first, but. Just, Things got away personally, where I was able to have a chance to go to that show. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this, and um, I, this is the first time they're actually doing a 2020, right? They're not, this not one in between. No, that's the first one, I believe. Yes. Okay, so that's good. They no, have enough time to build that up, and I, I think that should be a fun show. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad they're bringing it actually in the city. You know, it's okay to have. Uh, Pay per views uh, outside of Rosemont and Hoffman Estates, so uh, I'm
0: glad that they're, they're going downtown, and it should be a lot of fun. Uh, NXT uh, was was on was really on fire, and they have been on fire for years. But just the idea that it wasn't a you know a million matches, they took their time to showcase yeah. their matches and had great um you know really great promos. The main event, Finn Balor uh, defeating Keith Lee and Champa to become the number one contender. This has been the build, and this is what Finn Balor's wanted for a long time. We mentioned the promo for Finn Balor, looking you in the eye, talking about how hungry he is. Keith Lee's a star. he took the pinfall. Champa wants Goldie back. All those stars were aligned together to make this uh, an incredible main event for NXT.
1: It was a good build-up, and nobody was affected after the match was over. And that's kind of like the best recipe that you want when you have a multi-person match. And it was a fun match, uh... Keith Lee, uh, even with him getting a bigger spotlight and a bigger push right now, he, he wasn't harm even though he took the pinfall on Wednesday, so uh, it, it was a really cool match and I just love the sequence, you know, you do a spirit bomb and then just the timing of Ballard doing that coup de grace right there at the finish was really good, so it was a good match and uh, we'll get Adam Cole and Finn Ballard next week for the NXT Championship and uh, that's
0: going to be a lot of fun. Both companies, AEW and NXT, are trying to rush everything together by having the big show on the 18th because they're not going to run live on Christmas. So that's why this is all a culmination to the 18th, really the last show of the year for NXT and AEW. So I think it's it's fun what they're trying to do here, trying to build kind of not, not, not pay-per-view quality, but just really solid matches to get you excited for 2020. Um, so if, the, if you thought that that was a good match... The best match of the night, the best match on the card to me was Angel Garza against Leo Rush. Yes. Uh, that that match, they could wrestle best of seven those two because they're it, it's it's really well done. The styles are somewhat different between the two. Angel Garza is a second, third generation wrestler. Leo Rush is really coming into his own, and and Leo Rush every time I see him, Josh. He's just sticking it up McMahon's ass because Vince saw a manager, saw a flunky to Bobby Lashley, and Leo's like, no, I can go. And Vince didn't see it because he's too tiny. Oh, my. And But look at what he's doing now. Yeah, he dropped the title, but that that rivalry can go back and forth in the 2020, and I would not get tired of it.
1: When, with NXT being the pro wrestling uh brand in wwe i think they, they should implement more uh, best of seven or best of five series uh in those shows i actually thought they were going to go that route with keith lee and dominic dijakovic uh about a month ago but they didn't end up happening. but uh, i i'm i'm agreeing with you i would love to see russian carson the best of seven you know those type of matches make me happy, and it, it 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 makes the the time I put into doing these trans- transcriptions worth it because it reminds me why I'm a fan. It's it's hard for me sometimes. Sometimes I get desensitized. Sometimes I get jaded when it comes to different wrestling shows because I see the same style of wrestling from so many different promotions and it's <laughs> rare to have a match where it like sinks me in into a fan where I'm kind of marking out as the match happens. I get that a lot when like I transcribe the Grizzle Young Veteran type of matches yes. or or Ishii in New Japan uh, it, it something has to resonate and take the fan into me because like when I'm doing these articles I'm not the fan so you, you have to really do something to get My gears going, pal, and it was it was an awesome match and good for Garza, man. A double whammy—you win a championship and you got engaged. So that
0: was an awesome night for him. Is she a worker or not? I do not know, actually.
1: This wrestling—I have to mention this. This wrestling week's been so odd. We start off with a divorce and
0: we have an engagement. God, so it's unbelievable! Unbelievable! Um. So, Raul Mendoza beats Cameron Grimes. It's, a, it's just a, just a match. It's just a, just a match. It's, you know, anytime I see Cameron Grimes, I just think that something's good going to happen because I think he's a very good worker. Um, good to see my guy Travis Banks from NXT UK out there against yep. Jackson Riker. It, uh, again, this this <laughs> w- what is the Forgotten Sons if they can't get over? You, they, they, they ran roughshod over their opposition Last week and now this week Jackson Riker takes a, ping, a pinfall It wasn't even shocking Quite frankly because they're trying to set up You know when worlds collide When NXT takes NXT UK It's just kind of like dude I, Well I, I well, you know I'm going to consider The Forgotten Sons enhancement talent yep. So that's what they are Sorry just like,
1: just like how Cassius Ono was used last week
0: At least he's over <laughs> it was like, it was like, at least it's over man when he comes out I say oh no oh no it's him oh god here he comes here he comes hey don't be surprised if
1: you see our guy Joseph Connors
0: oh I love Joseph Connors he's such a weird guy with his bomber jacket oh Joseph Connors yes Joseph Connors every time I see him I smile cause, cause you know what You don't. it's 50-50 you don't know if Joseph Connors is gonna win or not. That's how I like him so much. Uh, he keeps me guessing Joseph Connors in NXT UK. And, and by the way, if you've never seen NXT UK, Josh and I highly recommend watching that show. Yes. Because if if you're if you're a wrestling fan who likes to complain, you you won't like it. Because there's nothing to complain about. So you'll be pissed off. But <laughs> but if, but if you're if you're a wrestling fan that just likes pure wrestling match after match after match after promo after match and they're all good to great then you'll really enjoy it for sure uh, honey i can't lie to you man just looking at what's on the
1: horizon in the next couple weeks especially in january uh, with the pay reviews we're getting uh they just revealed the lineups for wrestle kingdom 14 but they've also started adding matches for nc uk takeover blackpool tool uh, two and you got <laughs> uh, a four-week ladder match for the tag team titles uh grizzle young veterans gallus imperium and uh Morgan and Webster, so that's going to be insane. And then you added Kaylee Ray against Piper Niven and Tony Storm. Yes. That's going to be a triple threat match. Uh, Jordan Devlin against Tyler Bate. That could be an NXT UK match of the year candidate right there. And then um, of course, Joe Coffey and Walter for the NXT, uh, for the United Kingdom Championship. So NXT UK, uh, <laughs> the, the one wrestling brand, maybe besides NWA Power, that has no flaws so far So um, I, I'm, I'm loving the brand Of course Getting to see more Ke- Killer Kelly As the weeks go by It's oh, good for thing and-
0: sakes. <laughs> For heaven's sakes Yeah You and your Kelly Kelly Oh god yeah. um, The rest of the NXT card Bianca Belair And Caden Carter Good match mm. ah. Wrong woman One <laughs> i want to see I, I agree with you actually <laughs> that's, that's fine that's fine um Brizango and the Sting brothers is just filler too bad too bad brezango should be should be a lot more over that uh, their entrance is more over than their wrestling and that's not fair but it's true they won't yep. get they won't give them the a push that they deserve to be a serious tag team they got to be a joke tag team so that, I didn't like that. I liked the end of D- Dakota Kai and Mia Yim because of that table spot. I think that was, I won't call it botched. I don't think that's true. But I think it was supposed to be through two tables, wasn't it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> it was two tables that way, it was except it was one table.
1: I hope you don't take for granted the commentary that we're for Nigel McGinnis, by the way. Uh, It doesn't matter if it's a filler match like we were mentioning with Bree Zanko and the Scene Brothers. The Deuce is on point
0: every single match. (laughs) I I love listening to Nigel McGuinness. What about these filler matches on NXT? What's going on here?
1: (laughs) Well, I think this week they wanted to implement some of the talents that we usually don't see on regular NXT television uh, from the performance center, and I, I'm I'm fine with that. Like you, it's not something we're going to see every single week, but you know, implement it here or there, a couple every other week. Uh, I'm I'm okay with that because obviously you need to have different wrestlers on every show every day. You don't want to see everybody on the same show every single week, so. Um, uh, I I didn't mind it. Actually, I kind of wish Kid Car did beat Bianca Belair.
0: <laughs> that would have been some. Uh, that have been something new, right? Now, now you're building another woman, uh, woman star in NXT. At least you're trying to.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wish we try to get some more clarity uh, as far as future tag teams in NXT. I will mention that though.
0: It's kind of a lack of tag teams in NXT right now. So you know, when I look at the the shows, Garza and Leo Rush. For, it was number one for me, and yeah. then it's and then it's very close. Like I liked the the three way with Balor, Heathley and Champa, but I really liked the main event at AEW. I really liked just because I knew it was going to be crazy with Young Bucks, Ortiz and Santana. I think both shows finished off well, and and, and again, both shows are trying to tell different stories. It's yes. a, thank God because I don't want it to be the same, you know. Just like you had filler matches with swollen and Emi Sakura you know, dark you know, the dark order talking to Alex Reynolds and all that like you know, it's it's there's filler on both shows, but the mains always are the wrestling or trying to get a story over. Jericho Moxley was impactful because you're telling a story. You know, when, when you have MJF in that promo, the way he I mean everybody hated him in Dallas. Everybody I mean, everybody everybody like you you, use and he couldn't even get like the hey i'm a bad guy fan clap he wasn't getting any of that at all because he made sure everybody hated him uh on the nxt side just the way they told stories this is you know there's a reason why that the ratings were tied because both shows are very solid yeah from top
1: to bottom uh like we're mentioning to begin the show they did a good job of hitting what they need to hit for this particular week's show but also building up for future shows in the coming weeks and I thought uh, just like you mentioned uh, Moxley and Jericho was impactful I thought the hype build up they have for the Rhea Ripley Shayna Baszler match was impactful too they weren't in the arena obviously but I just really liked what they did with that video package uh, for both of the ladies so it was really cool uh, it was a good solid wrestling show for both shows and um you know, I am not I'm the I'm not on the side of oh my god, so so's on a winning streak ratings wise. Uh, that means the shows are one over the other. You know, like I just want to enjoy the shows for what they are. I'm kind of getting tired of the folks that keep taking pictures of the arena with the empty sections because. God forbid you ever went to an event where you noticed where certain seats are not going to be there, where there's a television camera to the side. Like, I don't know what people are trying to get out of that when it comes to AEW shows. I think it's weird. And they, they did a lot of WWE shows over the last couple of years, too. So I... I the whole hey i got you uh so so wrestling company oh you're doing a bad job because you don't have a certain sections filled with seats like I, I i don't get the purpose of that you understand
0: what i'm talking about hoodie absolutely absolutely i exactly know what you're talking it's about annoying. <laughs> no i get it i get it but you know what i try to ignore it and i yeah. I, I do a good job of it because if i go to pro i never see any of that
1: Yes, I I leave my booking and other stuff to the side. It's about what's going on with the shows. That's the overall goal of the
0: website. (laughs) That's pretty
1: good. No star star ratings. I'm not an expert.
0: Yeah, you know what? That's that's a good business plan. I I agree with you there. Absolutely. Uh, Anything else? Because next week we're going to talk about and do our our best champions of 2019. Uh, That's going to be next week's show along with uh, a review of AEW and nxt anything else that stands out to you about the world of wrestling you got a you got a raw review for us and how shitty this show has been under the Heyman regime <laughs>
1: um nothing much on the raw side I, did, I will say i i like the uh i to see on on this uh burrito match i thought it was really good um Besides that, uh, from what I wanted to mention really quick, uh, there's a lot of complaint going on about Sammy Callahan taking on Tessa Blanchard for the hard-to-kill pay review, which I find kind of interesting. There's been times where I've been kind of over the OVE, OVE, Tessa Blanchard view, but I'm glad we're almost getting towards the end of it. But I, I don't have the issue of a woman... Going against a guy for the world championship in the main event of a pay per view. So um, I, I find it interesting that some people are trying to go off that hill and, oh, uh, we'll make sure to find a man in a main event pay per view. Like, come on, evolve already, dude. We can't get off the show without talking about Into the Fire, though. Um, I can't wait for his pay per view on Saturday. There's a lot of wrestling going on this weekend. Obviously, we got TLC on Sunday. Uh, and supposedly, we got a Ring of Honor view tonight as well. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> uh, but at the same time, I want to talk about NWA uh, into the fire because I, I loved NWA and this brand since they started with NWA Power. And the matches we got for tomorrow night should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to uh, see what goes down Uh in uh, Atlanta At the GPB studios With uh, Joe Kelly And Stu Bennett On the call uh, This could be A fun view Tomorrow night What
0: match
1: Are you looking forward to For that show tomorrow
0: Well it starts With the top For me it's the top It's the main event Because You know I, I disagree with With Bruce Pritchard Who says that He felt that James Storm Didn't want it Or would just Never seem to Embrace his role When, when they were Both in Impact Rus- uh, Both at Impact Wrestling uh, I disagree with that. He he feels like, like, you know, that he James Storm never seemed to get it, and I disagree with that. Um, I think that whether he's going to win or lose this match, I think James Storm always gives a, a great effort. I just think that he's been, you know, he hasn't been able to get get, get the ball and roll with it. Remember when he was Impact Champion and Bobby Roode beat him like in two weeks? That, that. I mean, that's that. I mean, that's not really running with the ball. Now, I'm not saying that he would be Steve Austin, but he's himself, he does drink beer. He's a, he's a Southerner. He's got the, the hat. He's always had a great look, whether it's a babyface or heel. So I just think this matchup for the NWA championship is the thing that stands out to me most because, I mean, anybody that to loved the NWA like I have in the past loves Nick Aldis as champion because he's doing it right. And if two yes. out of three falls for the heavyweight championship, off the top, that... Matters to me a lot. I'm looking forward to that match. And
1: it, it's a long cry from the weird uh, angle they have and theory they have with each other in uh, TNA where uh, James Storm pushed Mickey James into train tracks uh, about four or five years ago. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, folks, that I have a good memory. That's the type of wrestling memory that's, that I wish I wanted to forget, but i am mentioned this in a positive way because the build-up and the promos leading up to this match for tomorrow's been off the chain. They had a face-to-face conversation with the folks at Comic Book uh, the other night. I was watching it. It was a really good conversation and, Nick, all this is what he says he is. He is the greatest champion of the modern era and I think he will retain uh, tomorrow night. It's going to be a fun match. Two out of three falls. You got the the X-Factor of Tim Storm being a referee, uh, especially with their feud they just had. And, uh, Look at the rest of the show. I think Eli Drake and Mr. Anderson should be a, a fine match. Sure. Uh, Cole
0: Cabana against Aaron Stevens and Ricky Starks. Uh, I do. I, I do think Aaron Stevens will be the new NWA National Champion. I will mention that. Who's gonna Who's gonna Who's gonna be serious in that match? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> Stu Bennett. There you go. There's the answer. Man, that's like. Man, <laughs> hey, man, money. Hey, funny, funny, don't draw money. And I'm just saying, like Aaron Stevens is a, a, a change of pace in NWA. I got I don't have a real major problem with it. I know some diehard NWA fans do. It's fine. It's I, I don't mind his quirkiness. It's fine. I just I just need to like I've seen Cole Cabana be completely serious is in the NWA when he was taking on um, when he was uh, going for the heavyweight championship. And I've seen him, you know. So I I know he's got that gear in him. Um, I just you know. I like for these three to be able to, to really dig in and really have a good match. You can save the funny for the for the TV show, but the pay-per-view. Look, come on, let's let's see what you got.
1: Let's not forget Dave McGregor's favorite wrestler right now, the Question
0: Mark Karate. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> that that is as old school as you get, boy. The Question Mark, because that's how it was back in the day. It would be just some random dude coming out there with a mask. And like, here comes Super Destroyer who moves out against David Isley. Uh-uh. You know, just like like you have no idea. Yeah, yeah, you, you just come out of nowhere, just like through the curtain, and there he is. There he is. The question mark. We don't know his, the origins of uh, where he's from, but uh, he'll take on George South here for a one fall matchup. Uh, uh-uh. So, so there you go. I wish we had Gordon Sully call that butcher to play match the other night. All right, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. Leave him alone. He's very sensitive now. He, he's hearing our conversation, Jim Ross. He's it's, God. Oh, no, that hurts me to say that, but it's so true. It's, it's, it's got to get better, man. It's got to get better.
1: Uh, I was looking at some old pay-per-views over the last couple years, and I just wanted to mention whether you're a fan of a certain company or not, I I do want to give a shout-out to the Talents uh, for kind of changing it up in certain ways where in in the past we have just one style of wrestling and then it's just a spot fest uh, for a couple of years in Ring of Honor I, I like the fact that we're getting a blend of different styles of wrestling from every wrestling company now uh, it makes the shows more fun to watch from our end um, as the weeks go by, we're getting to see more and more talents do better jobs speaking on the mic, which is uh, a lost element in the business as well. So, I just wanted to mention that really quick, because uh, there's a lot of things that go over our head, because there's so much wrestling to consume that we kind of forget what's actually happening. Uh, I do want to give a shout-out to the talents, because it's kind of a different style of wrestling and a different era of wrestling that we're in the middle of part of, and sometimes we really don't know how to like really gauge up what's actually happening. So, I, we gained something from different shows Some shows are good, some shows are not But for the most part It's been a fun time to be a wrestling fan uh-uh.
0: Alright, don't forget to follow <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to follow Josh on Twitter And the Hoot Podcast and don't forget to go to com to check out the uh, uh, very, very busy weekend in professional wrestling. And uh, tell me, uh, real quick, tell me about your latest podcast. What did you, you talk about on the hoops podcast? <laughs>
1: Alright, on this latest issue of the Podcast, I mentioned why John Moxley is better in New Japan for wrestling than he is in AEW. Uh, I talked about that a little bit. talked about what's going on this Sunday for TLC. And then, recap, uh, what we'll, we'll be talking about here for NXT and AEW. And, uh, again, uh, <laughs> I, I had a little fun just uh, probing, talking about the nonsense going on with Russo and Lana. Lana and Lashley, and now a Pucks, is trying to add his booking sense to the
0: scenario. So
1: a lot of crazy stuff going on in this wacky wrestling world,
0: pal. Uh-uh. All right. So <laughs> don't forget to follow Josh on Twitter at The Hoots Podcast. And wrestling, uh, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, follow us on Twitter and uh, on Instagram at WrestlingTWT. And don't forget the YouTube page, YouTube.com and uh, we'll be back with more Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday coming your way on the 17th of December. We'll have uh, our show uh, on ESPN 1000 at 9.30 uh, Central Time on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app, and, of course, the podcast Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. So long, everybody.